OpenSea is the biggest NFT marketplace. They do billions of dollars of transactions and have helped take this space to the next level. Now, there's a new player in the space called Looks Rare, and they have created one of the most exciting platforms out there. So what is Looks Rare and how can they shake up the entire NFT industry? Well, you are about to find out. All righty, everybody, this is the new normal, a podcast where every, 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 every single Tuesday, say it with me, every single Tuesday, we break down complex crypto topics so that anybody can understand. I'm your host, Austin, aka Mac and Cheesy, aka Azam, aka STL Rams 393, aka Devils Are Back. And alongside me, we have Jesse, the co-founder of the Cryptoon Goons who may in fact be a looks rare engineer as they are entirely anonymous. We do not know. That's a, a little little hint in terms of what is coming. This show is growing. Share it. Send it to people. Send it to your grandma. She'll love hearing about looks rare. I got a feeling she may be a looks rare maxi. Uh, if, if she isn't, she may be after this conversation. On today's episode, we are going to dive deep into what looks rare is and how the entire crypto community can learn from them and how they may shake up the NFT industry. Jesse, I remember you made a diagram of what the hell looks rare was doing from the coding perspective. And I, my mind was like, whoa, my goodness. I, so I know you, you've been in the, the nooks and crannies of the looks rare ecosystem. Oh, yeah, I had a ton of fun digging through. I think they have over 12 smart contracts operating the whole thing. Um, I had a lot of fun digging through the relationship between them all, how the how the whole economic model kind of works behind the, the scenes of Looks Rare. Because, um, yeah, actually, it was, a lot, it was more complex than I, I thought it was going to be. It is not a traditional ERC-721A, which is what we call the minting contract. <laughs> And so look what okay, we're we're saying looks rare, we're saying open sea, we're saying we're saying the contract 721, 342, we're saying numbers, we're saying we're saying words, none of it means a goddamn thing. What is looks rare and what does this have to do with anything? I mean I think it's just a slang term you, you call an NFT uh, <laughs> that you think looks like some fire art, you know, well, look, looks pretty rare. Uh, you know, you, you get that, you break out that slicing, the the medium rare steak. Uh, that is a, a nothing better than when you, you mint a new NFT, you throw copy and paste it in the incubator discord, and then people are sending the rare emojis like litter or gifts. I, I really don't think there's many things better in life. That may be an underestimate too. Like, it truly is great. Yeah, it, it's so fun just slinging the slang around and yeah, dropping the the rare steak cutting emo, uh, memes. It's a, it's a blast. But in all seriousness, um, looks rare is an actual product. Um, it's an Ethereum based NFT marketplace, much like its competitor OpenSea, um, and. What is so cool about NFTs and these fancy numbers, uh, ERC-721, which is the protocol or open standard behind what is an NFT, is that because NFTs are an open standard like email, you can have many different marketplaces. You can have many different things interacting with them, right? You don't, you think of email, right? 
You could have a Yahoo email. You could have a Gmail email. You could have a Microsoft email. You could have a Hotmail, an AOL, if you're still from the mm-hmm. a proton. 90s. A proton. Uh, <laughs> a for proton those. if you're from probably Europe or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because email is an open standard. No one owns what, you know, the no one owns email. Um, and that's what's really, really amazing about NFTs. And so that's how we get multiple marketplaces um, and new competitors coming in and trying to take the space. This is kind of, um, I was talking about this last week on Around the Blockchain. And yeah, it was just like how you build this user interface and that just interacts with the underlying uh, technology. So all the things that you're seeing on OpenSea, you can build a competitor. There's really no, they don't own any of the data. So I know when Looks Rare came out, people were like, okay, maybe OpenSea doesn't have that big of a moat as we thought, because unlike Google, Facebook, Apple, that own all the user's information, and in Apple's case, um, the infrastructure itself or the, the actual hardware, but in the crypto world, it's all out there. Yeah, there's no, so it, it is super interesting. And now, so they build this platform that's a, so go into, I guess, a, just a little bit more of that. Yeah. So it's a platform, it's a marketplace where you can buy and sell uh, NFTs. Um, you can look at your, your personal collection on there. You can uh, browse other collections. You can list. Um, yeah, list them for sale. You can make offers on other people's NFTs. You know, er, kind of your full experience you might get on OpenSea or any any marketplace out there, even on Solana or wherever. The Magic Edens, the Soul Seas. If you've been in the Solana streets, there was like a million of those freaking things, and you would yeah. have no idea. And kind of luckily, that that might be a, a underlying reason why Ethereum NFTs did, have done so well because of centralization from a marketplace standpoint with OpenSea, right? You have all the volume in a single location. So it's truly, you can find the, the true market value until, you know, maybe this new competitor. So how did, how did looks rare? Cause OpenSea was literally doing billions of dollars in months, not in months, but certain months they were doing billions of dollars of transactions. Whereas I don't even know the next closest competitor, not, at all close to that so what how did looks rare splash onto the scene yeah so yeah just to give even more context i mean january with january 2022 was an insane month for crypto and OpenSea did a did a a, a new all-time high five billion dollars uh, in trading <laughs> volume <laughs> it's just literally absurd and then they uh you know and then they take a percentage off of that um but we'll get into that more later but yeah so how did looks rare get started they did what's called a vampire attack uh kind of esque strategy um i'm not sure it worked so well but it, yeah this term vampire attack in crypto is basically where you Thunder lizards, vampire attacks. Yeah, <laughs> vampire attack is a very real term, though, in um, in crypto, where you can think about it, right? You you suck the blood, right? You you try mm-hmm. to take away the the liquidity, the the volume, the user base of another product, and this is because, like we said, 
all you know there's nothing special necessarily about each of these products that keeps the user there because the data and all that stuff is is pretty open and so anyone can build a product and so often to do a vampire attack you launch your own token and you reward a bunch of users that were on someone else's platform um so by giving them all this free value you're hoping to draw a, a chunk of them away from your competitor and so that's what that's what um looks rare did they they airdropped uh the looks token to anyone who had used OpenSea, and they didn't just give the same amount to everyone they said if you did more trades and this is all on the blockchain so they could like literally take a snapshot of your your history the more uh, activity that you incurred on OpenSea, the more things you sold, the more things you bought, all that, the higher amount of looks you earned in this airdrop. And so if you're some whale like Pranksy or Dingling or, you know, these NFT whales out there, you were just airdrop millions and millions of dollars. And that's crazy. Um, Absurd. Absolutely. How Taking a step back, how hard is it to figure out people's transaction volume on OpenSea. I feel like there, there's probably a lot of just, I guess it's probably much easier than making a 12, a 12 contract platform and building an entire thing. But, you know, I'm curious if there's, if that's kind of um, trivial. Yeah, so I imagine um, the the smart contracts for, for, for OpenSea, I haven't like looked into exactly how to do this, but it's called the Wyvern exchange contract or whatever. I'm sure it outputs um, what's called events and that event data is, is stored and, and you basically need to then go aggregate all that. And then that probably includes with the, the user who incur, you know, did the sale or the buy and, and different things like that. And so you, you're able to collect that data that that's available out there. Um, but yeah, it definitely is probably takes a little bit of spelunking to figure out exactly what your entry point is for, for kind of tracking that information. But I think once you find the approach, it, it's probably not that, that not I that was bad. bad that I didn't, I didn't get, when I got my looks for airdrop, I was like, what the hell? Like, was I not degenning enough? I was like, I was low key pissed. I was like, what? What was I doing? Like, why? What the hell, dude? You were you were diamond hands. I, that's right, right? Because it was about transaction volume, right? Yeah, yeah. If you were just minting NFTs um, and then holding on to them, you had very little volume on OpenSea, um, and so. Hands. Diamond hands do not get rewarded on looks rare airdrops, but you know, hopefully you get your bags get rewarded because you know you believed in stuff long term, um, or not. <laughs> but yes, oh, um, yeah. So looks rare basically established a user base by just giving away their token to everyone, uh, and I think it was right around Christmas time. I think and it, it um... was talk of the town. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, well, we the the crypto community had a couple of airdrops. They had the looks token. They had SOS. Yeah, there was a couple that kind of. It was weird how they all came out right at the same time. Um, well, I wonder if that was just people tailing strategies, or if it was yeah, just a coincidence. Uh, maybe maybe coincidence with SOS, but like looks rare. Look like that. I mean, that had to have been like four months of work here. You know, like just a, yeah. Well, a large chunk of work 
and um and so i not they didn't just like see one thing happen and then suddenly boom we're here like no no <laughs> no 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 they put in a ton of work um to build their product and so they so they do this i like that term vampire attack and i think we're probably going to see that a bunch with web3 products because your user base you don't have the benefit of hiding behind paywalls or whatever it is to get yeah um, i mean you think about something like twitter right your followers on twitter you can't leave twitter with your followers so twitter has this moat that people like to talk about um um in the when we say moat it's you know a body of water around your your fortress that protects it and the fact that you can't leave with your data, aka your, your followers on a, on a social media platform like Twitter means they have a very strong moat. You cannot be vampire attacked very easily. Whereas in Web3, you're you're basically like, come and, come and get me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, it, it's a whole different thesis when in, uh, investing in companies and thinking about companies because, <laughs> and this is why Facebook, you know, doesn't want to be, Right, this whole ecosystem because they like moats, they like they like fees, they like their centralization. So you know, I think we're kind of getting off topic of like looks rare, but yeah, I think that's why communities in crypto are so 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 critical because you don't have like a user base moat. Your community is like your intellectual property in a sense because yeah. they're the they're the ride or dies. You can fork code all you want, but well, and then the moat really, and this is a good segue is looks rare as moat is that they're providing any of one you know any of their looks rare token holders who who stake they're they're providing them access and exposure to the network that they're building aka they're paying out trading fees literally trading fees every day to their users and so if enough people decide to leave looks rare it's going to look very lucrative um to then start or sorry if enough people don't stake you know the upside is like huge you could be making 100 percent apy on your mm -hmm. uh, on your token if you if you go there so like there there's there's definitely interesting value there and now how much money is looks making just for some like idea of this the power of this network yeah, so I, I was looking at the the chart of open versus looks rare volume over the last um month or two OpenSea is doing about a hundred uh, up like high hundred million dollars to low 200 million dollars of volume a day whereas looks rare is doing about low hundreds really low, that high yeah low hundreds um so it's only about a 2x difference geez like. i didn't know it was that close yeah, in the last whatever, that's what it, that's what it's looking like to me. Um, uh, hopefully, the data I'm looking at is right. Um, but I did do a little spot checking, and it seemed seemed mostly good. And so, yeah, looks rare is pulling in about around 600 ETH of fees off of that volume, and so they're taking a two percent fee on every single trade. Um, and so that would put OpenSea there if they if OpenSea is doing double the volume a day. Uh, OpenSea takes a bit of a higher fee, 2.5%. And so, you know, you can do the math and, uh, yeah, what is the math? Divide by five. <laughs> uh, maybe like 1350 ETH a day 
coming in for open C if if it's if it's at two X. For those of you wondering, that is Yeah, it's like two million versus five million dollars. Five million a day. Um it's pretty damn lunch. good. Yeah, and so what's cool, yeah, exactly what so what's cool with looks is those 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 six the six hundred ETH is being redistributed um to users on a daily basis. I think that is the most interesting thing about looks rare. Like that's what gets me so excited about this is because in my opinion, for the first time or one of the first times we're seeing a product where you can stake and you get the upside of the network, like truly one-to-one you get the upside of this network because as that network grows, your staking rewards will grow too. Sure. That can be a variable and a function of stakers, but like that is always can... the that is always the interesting part of this whole thing. It's like it's not like you're like getting this like constant like reward of the the network, right? That you're guaranteed because if more people decide, oh, I want that reward too, then your the amount you get goes down. You're getting um, a fraction of the pool of people who are willing to stake together. Um, I, I really think always now, interesting from a programming side, what is like, what's the, the potential for somebody, right? Cause you want to award, reward, reward, reward early adopters. Can you take a look at this timestamp of staking? Is it, I know that you have these tokens and they're non, they're fungible. These are ERC twenties, but can you look at, Oh, this person staked since October. Let's count theirs twice. So although maybe there's more stakers, but it re rewards, uh, early stakers you totally could it would make it more gas expensive because you need to if you're like trying to say like oh if you're in the top if you if if if, if it depends on if you're trying to do the math based on oh you're in the top 10 um stakers meaning you've in the top 10 percent of the longest running stakers that is going to get a little more gas intensive because you're going to have to look at you're gonna have to look at everybody who's staking. So the entire list of people who are staking and recalculate what percentile tier you kind of each person falls within. And you know, because we are on Ethereum, there's gas fees involved. And so that that does come into play. Um, but yeah, where would that gas be would that gas be on the business or the user? It would most likely be on the business. Um yeah, probably on the business, but yeah, I mean that could that could add up um for sure. Um and then but you know, you could also just look at it like how long like it doesn't necessarily have to be relative. Um but I I guess it does. Does it you would think you would want to do it relative, right? You want well, I think just from in my eyes, right, from a tokenomic standpoint, you'd want the second they unstake they're like no longer betting on the network. But if you're betting, if I bet on looks rare day one, yeah. I want to earn rewards such that I'm not getting pushed out by a whale because they just came in. Like yeah. at least I have some sort of like multiplier or some shit. This, this is exactly actually what Moonbirds just launched with um, Kevin Rose's new Kevin Rose and team's new um, NFT collection, which has kind of taken the, the, the market by storm over the last week by doing insane numbers. They have this thing called nesting, um, which is kind of a soft version of staking. 
Um, and it's like doing the exact thing you're talking about where it's tracking how long you've been staking and then they're going to do rewards based on the length of commitment, um, which makes a lot of sense. Like how, why should you get screwed by someone just coming in and, and having a bigger bag than you? Like your, your commitment to the brand over time should be rewarded. I don't like that they use the word nesting because if we at the incubator do a similar thing, we're going to have to think of a different term <laughs> because, because that is exactly the term that we would use. Or, incubating. Yeah. Incubating. <laughs> it's just, yeah. You're, you're growing your egg. <laughs> you're uh, anyway, but so that's, that's a, just a little conversation about the looks rare rewards pool. So you, you actually yeah. get upside. And now one thing, um, I don't know the, I guess we're going to touch on this, but for, but first, how does this work? Like, yeah, so like you were pretty complex. Yeah, you were starting to ask about it too. Like, how, does the business pay for it? Does the user pay for it? Um, yeah, so basically, the user pays for actually doing the staking. So they have to go to the Lookware website and um, move their Lookware tokens from their own wallet into the the, the staking contract. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and and yeah, so then it's kind of owned by the staking contract. Then each day, basically, or all throughout the day, right, trades are happening. And so every time a trade executes on looks rare, it's saying, okay, get take 2% 2, 2 of the Ethereum that was um, used in this trade and move it to this, um, move it to this other smart contract where we'll just kind of pool it there. The, we'll let the fees just pool there over time. So it's just stacking up. Fees are stacking up every trade, stacking, stacking, stacking until the end of the day. We get to around that typical number we see around 600 ETH worth of fees. It's absurd. Have kind of, have kind absurd. of gathered. <laughs> Literally absurd. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if you want to start a business in crypto, marketplaces, those things are dope. <laughs> That's noted. <laughs> dope <laughs> yeah because then you you get your business grows as the industry grows basically um and that's dope um obviously maintaining your position is not easy and all that but anyway we digress um so 600 eth has now pooled it's sitting in this smart contract waiting to get distributed and so someone on the, I think it's either someone literally on the looks rare team manually does this is my assumption, or there's some automated tool out there that executes a smart contract uh, function call each day, but whatever. I'm not sure exactly which it is, but I like to think it's a person like, I kind of like, think it's like, a person <laughs> like they're in a Slack channel. It's like, did you distribute your 600 ETH? <laughs> like, did you hit the button and it's just yeah. somebody yeah. No. So when I say manual, I, I don't actually mean that they're literally sending each person <laughs> 0.03 Ethereum. Like not, that's not what's happening. Um, but what, what is happening is uh, a chain of smart contracts are being executed. Um, and effectively what that d it's doing is it's determining what is the new, uh, er, uh, new rate of earning that people will get the next day. So, how much Ethereum will each person earn per um, what's called a block on on Ethereum? But basically, like, how much will you earn every minute <laughs> on Ethereum the next day for the next twenty four hours? 
based so on the, the amount of fees. Period. Yeah, based on the last 24 hours of fees collected, what how much will you will each person own, earn over the next 24 hours? And now, and then that just kind of from, updates each time. When that updates, does a record have to be written to each of the stakers like where is that is that written on chain because i just imagine that there's a lot of gas associated if there's a hundred thousand people staking on looks that's a lot of calls that's a lot of writing to the network yeah um it's a good question i i believe yeah it is it is tabulating each person's how much they've earned each day like that um it, it might get be getting distributed actually like the rate might be getting set then, but like on each time someone deposits or withdraws, it might be doing some other stuff. This might be too in the weeds. This might be too in the weeds. But... Yeah. No, no, it's a good call out. Um, uh, it, when you do it that way, yeah, you do have to do that kind of stuff and it does get more expensive. Um, there are ways to do staking where just upon withdrawing at the withdrawal time, you kind of calculate what you've earned. Um, Mm -hmm. You calculate each user's return at the time that they go to withdraw their money. Um, because what, when you are staking, you're not actually earning the money into your own personal wallet yet. It's it's just keeping like a, a ledger, if you will, inside the staking contract of, okay, Jesse, uh, Jesse has now earned this much ETH. Austin has earned this much ETH. And all that ETH is just sitting inside of the staking contract, but it and not until you do a, a harvest or a withdrawal type action does that then move into your personal wallet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, it's so beautiful, really. But I, yeah, at least for me, just thinking through it, I like from an implementation standpoint, I would think that there would be like, yeah, it would be on the user on withdraw, and then the majority of it's just like a calculation on the user interface. Because the rate that, that you earn changes daily, it, they do have to tabulate that more regularly. Like, like to, they basically have to each day add that to your amount that you've earned. Whereas like some NFT staking contracts are like, okay, there's X amount of tokens in the pool. You know it We're exactly. going to distribute 10 a day over the next whatever. And because the rate of earning is so known then you can just do a calculate. You can do it more based on calculation rather than actually each day adding to what you've earned um, and storing that on the blockchain. It's if, it's if it sounds complicated, folks, that's because it is. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen the Jesse diagram of the 12 smart contracts and I've had him walk me through it. And I'm obviously still asking questions because it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy and it's awesome. Now, so that's kind of how they're so they're they're calculating every day based on the previous days and now you're earning rewards it's like oh i'm staking there was a ton of volume yesterday show me the money show me the money um this sounds and now this is where i think we can go for a while this sounds like a security this sounds like you're earning a dividend this sounds like to, it sounds like everybody should be doing this because it truly is beautiful and it's a way to give back directly to your token holders which is the hardest question to answer in all of crypto literally that's like the that's like the 
the I don't yeah that is the question like what is yeah. the meaning of life how do you give back to nft to token holders how do you pull the sword from the rock like this it's, is the this number is one question this is literally the question that every single person in crypto is trying to answer and now looks rare is like we're just going to give them all Ethereum that we make on our network. Like, why didn't anybody else think of that? Like, <laughs> like, what the hell is going on here? Is this legal? Well, they've done some really complex things and they've, they've figured it out. They just decided not to tell the uh, world who they are and break the law. <laughs> the complex al- they've run the complex algorithm of doing illegal shit <laughs> <laughs> we've 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 figured out the answer we're gonna do something illegal and nobody's gonna yell at us because they don't know who we are and it may might be jesse and that that, that was that was the joke in the open it could it, it could be jesse is jesse a looks rare engineer who knows stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned y'all you'll have to find out maybe at the end of the episode i'll tell you <laughs> But so, yeah, I think that's really like they pretty much remained anonymous so that they can operate under no bounds. It's all code. Yeah. And yeah, for sure, this would be if you were doing this as a U.S. United States um, company. Yeah, it would. This is illegal. Like you're not going to get away with it. But we see looks rare. We see sushi. Sushi does this where if you stake your sushi, you get X sushi and that gives you also network fee upside uh, and exposure. And they can do it because they're not in the United States. Um, they're on the internet. No one, I don't know if they even have a legal entity associated to them. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Looks. No. Look, sushi, I, you know, I don't really know how these companies operate. I mean, they pay people. I don't know. I have no idea how this stuff works, <laughs> how they get away with it. It just doesn't make Let's sense. Clip that. Let's clip that. Let's clip that. Jesse, I have no idea how this works. <laughs> it's true, though. And what I'm, I'm thinking of, like, where is their code hosted? Like, how do they how do they push the code? Where is the UI hosted? Is it do they I use am, like uh, ICP or something? Or something? now they I, use eight but don't they need like an aws yeah. account like yeah no they they have to have some business entity somewhere but it's clearly in some country that doesn't give a shit is my guess these engineers man i love crypto engineers who are like i don't know how else it works i, I mean yeah you have they have to be paying for i mean they're paying people who work in the DAO, there's the, I mean, but I, if you do it all through, I guess, Ethereum, that's fine. But yeah, like you said, hosting or anything that's back in the physical world or like the web two world, you know, like, yeah, like you said, buying compute to run your shit. Can't pay with Ethereum probably for that. Um, maybe they found a hosting service that takes Ethereum. That's probably it. Uh, Digital I'm, ocean. I'm, do they take if you, Ethereum? If you're making, <laughs> if you're making 600 ETH a day, I think you can find a solution. I think you could find somebody to host your services. Probably. Uh, they'll be able to find that. The um, What was I going to say? I was going to say something. It, It's just absurd. And oh, oh, found it. Got it. Got it. Brain blast. <laughs> Got it. Um, Got it. The... Uh, fuck. 
<laughs> it has been a long week, ladies and gentlemen. It has been a long week. So they withdrew from that. Like the developers actually got a lot of like um kind of bad publicity on Twitter because they withdrew their money from the looks, like their portion of the looks contract. And then they used Tornado Swap, I believe is the name, which is tornado a way to cash. Tornado. Yeah, which is a way to make your <laughs> Ethereum basically untrackable. Um, yeah yeah and so they did all this and sorry go ahead yeah part of the reason they got bad press was so oh everyone's like oh they're giving you know all the 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 fees to the network go to the people right well the thing that that was clever makes sense you know you build a massive thing like this you want a lot of the upside as as the builders what they did was the looks team actually has a lot of looks tokens, um, 20, 30%, I think somewhere in that range of the total pool, but it's all locked up in, in what's called, um, uh, I just lost the word. What is, <laughs> what is, what is the four year lockup type stuff? Uh, uh, vesting. Vesting. Yes. They're all in these vesting smart contracts. So the looks team doesn't get their, their tokens, uh, uh until, you know, x amount of years down the road you know it slowly trickles out to them but all those tokens are sitting there uh passively earning staking rewards and so the system was rigged up so that also there was a big reward if you were doing trading early on so the higher amount of volume you were trading as a user you could actually earn looks tokens for doing that and so what was happening was people were doing what's called wash trading they would buy something and then resell it basically at the same price, but it would just be like fake volume effectively. And so you would run up your volume. <laughs> uh, you know, you might lose some Ethereum and gas fees or like a small loss, but you'd make it back tenfold because you were getting these liquidity, these uh, the liquidity program rewards mm -hmm. from trading a lot. And and so it had this way of driving up the, the, the fees uh, and everything on, on looks rare like it crazy high fees they were doing like thousands of eth worth of fees in the early going and and because not many people were staking right in the beginning because you know people hadn't claimed their airdrops and all that a lot of those fees were going to the team because of the vesting contract passively earning and i believe the fees were not locked up um and so they they were able to take out their fees that they were earning passively um and then they yeah they tornado cashed it and so it just I think caught people by surprise. I don't think they did anything wrong. I think it's actually very fair, but I think it just kind of caught everyone by surprise of how it all worked. <laughs> yeah, and... I I, re I read the Twitter thread and I was like, I I'm not mad at these guys. They made this humongous platform. Pay the people. Yeah. What we yeah. want, like, we want them to just build this thing for free. Yeah, these people earned this money. This this isn't a simple solution. Mm -hmm. And when I was like, oh, they're rug pulling, they're taking, no, they're, they're paying themselves for the work they put in. Clearly they're providing value. Like, I was like, yeah. And, and, and plenty of those fees are going back to their treasury, um, which is actually what we've been seeing them. Te I think they've been teasing on Twitter lately. So something's coming soon. Something's coming soon. They've been teasing, you know, they have a lot of ETH in their treasury. Um, they have a lot of looks locked up that's probably releasing, who knows, soon. 
you know, I wonder if they'll be they'll be doing something soon with with some of that stuff. Um, more incentive type programs. I don't know. Um, I, I do I do just get this feeling. Looks rare is gonna have another big push coming soon to try and to take more um, more users away, especially before Coinbase market shows up. Right, like this is still That's a, a big, big. This is still this like period of time where there's a chance to kind of try and make a big move because once Coinbase comes and it's just gonna get a lot more. It's gonna get tougher, right? So you better make a name for yourself now. Yeah, the Coinbase coming in. It's funny, right? We have like we have these three ends of the spectrum. OpenSea is probably in the middle where they're centralized company, but they're kind of crypto native. Then you have Coinbase, which is a centralized company, not necessarily crypto native, but not really in a sense. And then you have Looks Rare, which is entirely crypto native. And the question is who's who's gonna win the battle? And the unfortunate reality is it's probably going to be Coinbase. And yeah, but like with the will, will the will they get the whales, right? Like, like, yeah, Coinbase will certainly win on number of users. Like, <laughs> you'll, you'll never probably see Coinbase talk about the volume. They'll probably always talk about the number of users and stuff because that's where they will always win is they're going to have tons of smaller users because of, um, yeah, because they can provide custodial services where you don't have to have a MetaMask or your own wallet and, and kind of be scared for your your Ethereum, right? Coinbase will help you out. They'll hold it for you, make it safer and easier. Um, so yeah, but yeah, who knows? Are you buying? Or let's just call it stock at this point. Are you buying stock in Looks Rare? I mean, yeah, I have my Looks tokens from the airdrop. I claim those. Are you I staking those? I did not stake. Um, I probably oh, I've have. been staking. I've been earning. I've probably made half an ETH just from staking my my looks. Nice. It's good like, stuff. Hell yeah! Freaking give it to me. I'm honestly after this conversation, I'm just pulling up the looks for like. I'm just looking at it. I'm I'm looking at it. I should, seen... I probably should stake. I I, I I've been. There's been times where I've staked and then the, the amount of fees I ended up paying for staking outweighed the actual rewards. And so it's like sometimes you, I'm yeah. like hesitant to actually do the staking. Um, you need you need to be like, I mean, this is the whole problem with Ethereum, right? With the gas yeah. fees, it makes all of this transactional things. You need to be a whale yeah. for it to be worth it. And this is the unfortunate reality. But looks is very cool it is just it just feels looks tastes like a crypto product that is glorious and i'm rooting for them although i don't use them and it's like i use yeah. OpenSea. yeah i've been trying to like use it a little more lately um just to like just get more of a more of a feel for it and and there are some nice things for sure i mean um you know, Andy on um, Andy eight oh five two called this out on on top, Club Top Shot the other day. But like, literally, when you go to the your profile to like look at your own collection, it loads like super snappy on on looks rare. Whereas like sometimes those images take a long time to load on on an OpenSea. Um, and so there, you know, there I think there are some some technical things that make it a little little nicer. But overall, I think. OpenSea's aesthetic and, and user interface and stuff. Everyone's just so familiar with it, right? And like That's when you go to look, thing. when you go to Looks Rare, things are in different places. The UX is nice, but not like 
not clearly like top like you're, it's not an a player designer who made it like you've you got a, a b level designer who made it um just calling a spade a spade and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you know it, it it works it's completely usable but it is it like something you're like excite like like you're excited to go well to you use? have no. to you, ha- you have to do a lot and in my opinion with something like all tech right it's very hard to get somebody to use to change products they're using that's like the hardest thing to do and i think it's even harder when you're dealing with real real money and familiarity just brings comfort even just hitting the the list button the buy button just that familiarity personally i i don't even look at looks because i know how to list i know how to buy i know I've done OpenSea. I haven't done looks. Like, I don't even know if the ETH ends in my wallet. I know it does just because, but I've never done it. And that's that's a big hurdle for, I think, a lot of people. Yeah. No, for sure. I think I think if you're making, like, bigger sales, I think it's smart because you get the 2%. Oh, it depends, actually, right? Like, if you can actually pull off getting the sale done there. Um, but, like, if you know, if you're doing like a private trade i think they actually dig zero percent fee on a private trade um on there which is really nice whereas OpenSea takes the fee so i think there are certain applications and situations where it is smart to go over looks rare you can literally just save yourself a lot of money like if you're selling if you're if you're a legit whale and you're selling a million dollar asset like if you can go from two percent down to there's 2.5 percent down to zero on a million dollar sale like that's those are big savings um Mm-hmm. And so I think there is at times uh, it just financially makes sense um, if you can find the liquidity to to make your sale uh, over there. Looks rare is interesting. It is a true engineering marvel. It's a anonymous marvel. That alone, being able to it's it's word to Satoshi that we're seeing people still in crypto being able to deliver products anonymously. And that's exciting. And this is the type of platform that's truly a crypto native platform. And it's the type it's it's something that you want from a crypto space to win. Like for me as a crypto believer, I want looks to win. But I'm I'm all for looks. But as I just said, I use OpenSea. <laughs> like, so, yeah, you, you know, you got to You got to do what you got to do. But I do stake my looks and I don't plan on on changing that probably forever. And just going down with the ship or going up to the up to the lambo and i appreciate the vampire tokens i i appreciate it but that is looks rare and that is open seas one of the open sea competitors we have a uh, coinbase nft coming out this is a space that we are in the first inning like nfts and there's a lot of different ways to do or a lot of growth that can happen i think looks biggest opportunity is that they can do something that's entirely illegal that coinbase and OpenSea can't do and that's giving back to holders <laughs> that's giving back and making tokens effectively dividends so that is a competitive advantage that has value so if there's nothing else you take away from that this episode take that away uh, be anonymous so you can do illegal shit my name is austin alongside me we have jesse And this is the new normal where every single Tuesday we break down complex crypto topics. Today we broke down looks rare. Share this with somebody. Send it to somebody. Comment wherever you're listening, watching. It doesn't matter to me. Just do something. 
if you got this far though i think you would love to be part of the incubator discord which is in the link in the descriptions below we talk about things like this almost 24 7 we got degenerates using OpenSea, using looks wash trading maybe i can't confirm nor deny we got a lot of things going on and i want you to be a part of it jesse wants you to be a part of it because we're early and we're taking advantage of all these things as we always see say let's keep it moving folks let's roll the outro video I'm walking around in the circle of life Doing the things I know